Dear God, what a wonderful spirit that is here tonight. Thank God for it. If you have a Bible, if you would turn to John's account of the gospel. John's account of the gospel. Very glad for each and every one of you that's here tonight. Good to see you, all the children, each and every one. Thank God. John chapter 14. I'm going to try to preach to everybody. I think I got a little something for the women tonight. John chapter 14, verse 1. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, that means the Spirit. God is a Spirit, John 4 and 24 makes that clear to us. You believe in God? Jesus said, believe also in me. That's the flesh talking. That's like me telling you, you believe in God? Believe also in me. There's between me and Jesus is he had the Spirit to the fullness inside of him. I mean, I just got a little bit. <laughs> okay, I, just get it. I get it by measure, just like you when we get the Holy Ghost. We get it by measure. But Colossians 2 and 9 said, In Him dwell the fullness of the very God bodily. That's something. That's why it said God was manifest in the flesh. That's why the Bible said in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. Verse 14 said the Word was made flesh. God was made flesh. Okay, everybody said hallelujah. hallelujah. All right. So as we read on, in my Father's house. Now, this is just like me talking to you about God and all that He does. Okay? So Jesus in the flesh would talk to everybody about the Spirit and things that were beyond this natural life. Okay? So don't get confused. Say, well, there's two of them. Well, yeah, there's two of them, but one Spirit and the other's flesh. Same thing with me. Same thing with you if you have the Holy Ghost. But the, the, the real greatness of it is, is that Jesus said, I and my Father are one. But when you get the Holy Ghost, you make sure you're at one with God. And if, you've, if you get the Holy Ghost, you will be at one with God because at one is atonement. So at onement, at onement, you're, you've gotten it all fixed up because you got baptized in water in the name of Jesus Christ, you got all your sins forgiven, washed away, remembered no more. God's not remembering them, okay? The only, the only book of remembrance that I read that God was interested in is the one where He's remembering people who worship Him and praise Him and talk, speak often one to another about Him. He said, we'll make a book of remembrance about those people. We don't want to forget them. Their sins, we won't forget that. we get rid of that. We're going to put that as far apart as east is from the west. So just remember, you hadn't been so bad that God can't deal with you. He's got, he's got what your case needs. He's got the shoe that fits your size. It's called the manifold wisdom of God. Okay, he's got, it comes in all sizes and all shapes. Isn't that great? He can work on every case. There's nothing too difficult or impossible with our God. Well, you know, i got to get to the book here, right? All right, let's go. In my Father's house are many mansions, or many dwelling places. 
If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. Verse 3, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there may, there ye may be also. And whither I go, you know, and the way you know. And this is a soas, Thomas, who became infamously known as Doubting Thomas. I don't know if we should call him Big Mouth Thomas or <laughs> whatever. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. If you're going to get to the Spirit, you're coming through that sacrifice of that body on that cross known as Calvary. Okay? He said, in another place, he said, I'm the door. He said, you try to go some other way, you're going to find out there is no other way. There is no other way than repentance, water baptism in Jesus' name, and receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. There is no other way that was ever given. That's why we preach the one and only way. Okay. I, I'd like to work for a little while tonight, old brother Stanley back there, on you have a place. You have a place. You may be seated. The Lord bless you. I'm going to turn, and if you care to, in the Bible, Revelation chapter 12. Revelation chapter 12. All right, Revelation chapter 12, beginning with verse 1. And there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet, and upon her head a crown of 12 stars. Wouldn't you like to be pictured like that, ladies? Huh? Oh, yeah. yeah. Nothing like getting things under your feet. And she had the moon under her feet. That means the law. The law was the lesser light. Okay? But she was clothed with the sun. That's where we live in. We're living in the sun, both S-U-N and S-O-N. Okay? All right. So we have, the, we have grace. We have the New Testament. We have the New Covenant. That's the woman clothed with the sun, the greater light. And the moon was under her feet, the lesser light, the law. The law was a schoolmaster to bring us to Christ. But upon her head was a crown of 12 stars. We have rewards out there in the future. And she being with child, cried, travailing in birth, and pained to be delivered. Well, I've been told by my wife that it's a pain to have a child. And she said sometimes she wishes that I could experience that. And I told her, no, thank you. No, I think I'll, I'll let that go right on by. <laughs> it's kind of like when the other guy gets pulled over by the sheriff or the, blue, or the trooper and the blue light's going. You know, I'm kind of like, uh, I feel sorry for that person, but then I'm thinking, better thee than me. That's kind of how I feel about that having the baby thing. Better thee, honey, than me. So anyway, she being with child cried, travailing in birth and pained to be delivered. And there appeared another wonder in heaven 
and behold, a great red dragon, having seven heads, ten horns, seven crowns upon his heads. Now, what God is giving to John to us is an insight to what's going to be. There is a system in this world that the enemy is bringing. Okay, he's got a plan. He's a devil of a devil. He's got a plan. He's out to destroy, and he sees the church. The church is pictured, is, is, the, is shown to us as this woman with a child, travailing in birth, ready to be delivered, pain to be delivered. And there appeared another wonder in heaven. Right there we got the devil coming on the scene. Great red dragon is how he's shown, and he's, and he's got this system going on. He's got, he's got seven heads, and he's got ten horns, and he's got seven crowns. Now, you see, I don't want to be like the devil, okay? I want people to know, though I have the Holy Ghost, though I am baptized in Jesus' name, I don't have two heads, and I don't have four, six, or eight, or twelve eyeballs, okay? We are normal. We are not weird, okay? We, we go out of our way, at least I do, to teach balance. Balance is very important. I don't want us to be extreme right or extreme left. I want to be balanced in our doctrine, in our belief, okay? And so you, gotta, you have to shun things that are weird <laughs> and that are just odd. You get away. You know, I, I've known them to say that you couldn't wear a red tie. Because it was the blood of Christ. Couldn't wear a red shirt. Because it was the blood of Christ. You know, couldn't, couldn't wear that. Because of the blood of Christ. Now, isn't that silly? But there are people teach that. Yeah, there are people that teach that stuff. You couldn't wear patent leather shoes. You couldn't wear shoes unless they was clothed in, ladies. I don't know, it must be something about ugly toes or something. I don't know. Maybe it was before the days of of pedicures. I don't know. But couldn't do that. And of course, you always watch too because most of the of the unscriptural weird things, that's the first thing about them that's weird is that they're unscriptural. And, and the, the next thing is that they're almost always applying to the women. Always, you know, picking on the women. It's amazing. Just amazing. I don't know if it's our society at large and that the enemy works through it, but he, he uh, seems to, and the Bible does depict, and don't get mad at me, ladies, I'm just quoting, but the Bible does tell men to dwell with a woman according to knowledge because she's the weaker vessel. Now, there are people that take that and get very ugly and very mad, but it's, it's not meant to be demeaning, okay, not at all. And, and you should not um, feel put down because you're a woman. Women, okay, shouldn't feel that way at all. But we're living in a society that wants the women to take a preeminence and wants to take all masculinity out of our world. You hear me? They want unmasculine men to be accepted. They want that to be thought to be the normal. We're living in a world where the devil 
is doing everything he can to change what God said in order. Okay? What God said in order. And of course, bringing, bringing transgression and sin in the garden was the beginning of it. After he, the beginning of it after he was kicked out of heaven because he rose up against God and because he uh, persuaded. And I have to tell you, we will read in Revelation uh, in verse 4, I was getting there, I guess. I said, I was at the part where there appeared another wonder in heaven, and behold, a great red dragon having seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns upon his heads. Verse 4, and his tail, that's T-A-I-L, tail. You know, like a horse's tail or a, something like that, you know. Okay. Doggy's tail, whatever. Okay. So his tail, this, the tail of this serpent, his tail, drew the third part of the stars of heaven, that was the angel, and did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman, which was ready to be delivered, ready to give birth. And the reason he did was for to devour her child as soon as it was born. He wanted to kill it before it got up and running. He wanted, he wanted to stop the church. That's what this is about. He wanted to stop the church before it could be actually hardly birthed. He wanted to destroy it. But I want you to think with me for a minute about verse 4 in the beginning and his tale. Uh, you know, in the garden, Satan quoted to Eve or repeated her words because Eve, he pointed out about the tree and Eve said, no, we're not. God told us, he commanded us not to partake of that, not to do that. Anything else, but not that. And <laughs> And, say, and, and she said, God has said the day we do that, we'll surely die. And here's old Mr. Slick Serpent, he says, he says, you'll surely not die. Not die. And that's what we call the knot in the devil's tail. Okay? Only that tail is spelled T-A-L-E. Like a fairy tale. You know, it's a lie. It's a lie. So, I just want to warn you ladies to be careful about the tale, about the tale, okay? Be careful, because the devil drew a third part of the angels away from God and got them to follow him, and they believed him. They believed him. Why they chose Lucifer over God, I don't know. Why do people do a lot of things they do? Sometimes it's because their discernment's running low, or sometimes it's because their flesh is running very high. And, uh, but nonetheless, just don't go after that, that lie from the devil, okay? Don't, don't go after that lie. Don't, don't follow that. Don't follow that at all. So, I want you to notice, though, as you read on. And she brought forth the child, a man-child, who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. This is your Christ child. This is, this is Mary giving birth to the child. And the angel said, Thou shalt call his name Jesus. Okay? All right. And he's the man-child. He's a boy. And he's to rule all nations with a rod of iron. And said, and her child 
was caught up unto God or unto the Spirit. That's your resurrection after he was uh, crucified and in the grave three days and, and was caught up to his throne. Verse 4, and the woman, now we're into the church, the woman fled into the wilderness where she hath a place. Everybody said place. Prepared of God. Now, ladies, I'm telling you, I know that life can be very unfair. I know that uh, many times girls and women are subjected to an awful lot of things, abuse. And, uh, but I want you to know that God has a place for you. Jesus made it clear. He said, I'm going, I'm going to Calvary. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a place for you. He said it right there in, in John chapter 14. He said, I go to prepare a place for you. Now, what that means is that he went to Calvary, and he gave his flesh on the cross. He was the lamb. He was the sacrifice. All the Old Testament sacrifices under the law were foreshadows of him who would be the lamb. Proper noun, the lamb. Not lowercase l, lamb, but capital L, lamb. Proper noun. Special. Special. And when God came in the flesh, that is, when that flesh was given birth to by Mary, because God's Spirit overshadowed Mary, spoke the word, that which was conceived in her was of God's Holy Spirit. His word spoke it. And she brought forth that flesh known as the Son Okay, that's why he was also known as the son of Mary. And, and you have to give some thought to the, uh, not only the deity, but to the humanity. That that flesh had upon it, taken upon itself the nature of Abraham. Okay, and that flesh hurt just like you hurt. That flesh experienced a lot of different things in, in life just like you experienced. And, and uh, you know, Jesus was very sensitive to the women. For an example, he understood their, what their place was and, and how it can get extreme. You know, you've got men that want the women to walk five steps behind. I don't know, it might be 15 now. You know, it used to be you could give you two cents worth. Now you've got to at least cough in three cents for inflation. So I don't know if it was five steps behind. Maybe now it's 15. And um, all that kind of stuff. But, but, you know, Jesus was taken with his mother and the disciples, and they went uh, to a, a wedding feast, like you and I would call a reception. And while there, they run out of something to drink. That's embarrassing. There was nothing to serve thirsty people who came to this wedding feast. Some people only go to the wedding for the reception anyway. <laughs> Hello. And uh, how much food can I get? Fix me a uh, couple plates to take home. I've only got 35 children at the house. Whatever, you know. Well, they, they, ran, out of, they ran out of drink. You know, and some people are just very rude about things like that. And, and they were clamoring for something to drink. And there was, a, there was uh, somebody that was over the wedding feast. He was called the governor of the feast. And, um, you know, he was, he was on the spot. There's nothing to drink. And Mary just looks at 
Jesus, and she says, they have no wine. Jesus looks at her and says, what have I got to do with thee, woman? And, but you know, Jesus is a softy. He's just a softy. Mary just, she gave him that look, gave him that signal, and, and uh, next thing you know, Mary looks at the disciples and says, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. She said, whatever, whatever he says to you to do, you do it. Now, boy, that's good advice. That's very good advice. That's very good advice. If you could just start doing what Jesus is saying, things are going to start looking up. And, and you're going to find yourself that things aren't going to run dry. Okay? And I, I don't want to get off track, and I'm, I know that clock is over there, and Stanley's sitting right under it. But, um, you know, you had that woman that the prophet came to and came across her path, and he said, what have you got? And she said, well, I've got a little bit of meal, and uh, I got just enough to make a, a little something for me and my boy, and we're going to eat that, and we're going to die. We had not got a thing in the world. We're just at the end of the rope here. And <laughs> the preacher said, well, make it and give it to me. <laughs> I never read where she balked. I never read where she argued. I never read where she questioned. The woman just made the meal and gave it to him. And then the next thing you know, we're reading about the meal is never going to fail from that barrel. There's always going to be stuff in that barrel. God's going to take care of it. You know, I'm trying to tell you, if you'll, like Mary said, whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. Don't argue with the Bible. Don't argue with the preacher. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. Will you all do me a favor? Follow senior pastor. It'll be all right. Okay? Okay. Well, I, my wife and I, we're going places, and, and they'll say something to us, and we'll say, well, we've been doing that for 45 years. I guess we'll try it another day. You know, so I'm trying to say, let's let's follow Jesus. Let's follow his word. Let's do what he says. Let's not argue. Let's not fall out. And, and let's not listen to the tale of the tale of the devil. Not pay him any mind at all. And, you know, he'll turn up in, in different ways. There in, the, in John's vision, he was a, a great red dragon. Yeah. He'll, he'll put on different looks. Well, it's the same old devil. Same old devil. Well, anyway, so Jesus tells the disciples, I want you to go get me six pots. Fill them with water. Bring them over here. So, you know, you know them guys. I, I, one, two, three, four, five, I know they're scratching their head. Why, why do I have to go, go get a pot of water? What, what good is that going to do? But they, thankfully, they did what Mary said. Mary's a type of the church. And the church was given good instruction. You know the church gives good instruction. Mary gave good instruction. After all, that was her son. That was her son. She raised him. 
And, you know, up to then, he'd, he'd just been one of the boys. He had, he had some brothers. He had some sisters. He had aunts. He had uncles. He'd just been a part. He helped out his uh, supposedly father, Joseph, in the, in the carpentry trade. And, uh, you know, nobody paid him any mind. There was no, no, he would have never been on the cover of a magazine. There wasn't any beauty about him that when you saw him, you would desire him. That's what your Bible says about his physical countenance. He just kind of blended in. And so when they got everything filled up with water, out comes a real test. And it's ringing in their heads, in their ears, that whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. And he says, okay, serve it out. Serve it out to everybody. And, uh, you know, this is a wedding feast. This, is, this isn't about water. You know, this is about the good stuff. And, but, thank God, they listened to the church. Thank God they obeyed the word. I thank God for the day, and I was so rebellious growing up and very independent. I was, and uh, to a fault, to bring, and it brought trouble to my life. And, uh, but I, I, I got invited to the church, and I'd start reading the Bible. And these things were unheard of, and I, I, I told one of my friends, he asked me what I was doing. I said, I'm preaching God's word. He fell on the ground laughing. I mean, grown man, 18, 19 years old. And he just fell on the ground rolling, laughing. <laughs> you know? But I thank God that somehow, a bank president said to me today, he said, he said we have to be an example of God's grace. And I said, well, that's exactly right. And I gave him a chapter and verse and a scripture for it. And uh, we do need to be that example. We do need to be that light. And that's what I told him, that city that's set upon a hill. We are the light. We definitely, we as the church. Now, him telling me that, he's no part of the church. He's lost as a poodle dog in the middle of the road, barking at the moon. But, you know, that's because he's listened to the tale of the tale of the devil. He's following the wrong things. But these guys, they were listening, and they started serving out from the water pots, the pots supposedly filled with water. And the next thing you know, man, the word is coming back. Man, that's the best drink I ever had. Woo, that's good stuff. <laughs> and they said, you know, usually you, you serve the best at the beginning of the wedding feast. But they were telling the governor of the feast. Boy, Jesus made him look like a genius that day. And they said, but you have saved the best for last. Now, if you, I don't have time. I'm, I'm, I'm running out of time. I'm, I'm going to even kind of shut down a little bit to help myself stop. But, uh, but you know, when Jesus did this, this was the first miracle. 
in his earthly ministry, the first miracle. He bailed his mother out, a woman. He bailed her out. He, he made her look so good. You know, Jesus makes the church look good. He makes the church look good. And you know what? The church is good. <laughs> the church is good. I found the church to be so good. I'm looking back over 40 years, and I'm trying to tell you. Not one regret do I have. Did I go through any battles? Yep, I did. I'd, I'd, I'd have to lie to tell you, no, I didn't go through any battles. Oh, I went through battles. Sure, sure. Were there ups and downs? Yes, there was. Was there difficulties? Uh-huh, sure. But there's no regrets. No regrets at all. Only regret I would have would be with me. <laughs> I always tell the Lord, I have no complaints with you, Lord. All the complaints are with me. <laughs> Help me to do better. Help me to listen better. Help me to act on what you're talking Help me to understand, you know, what you're saying and, and what you're thinking and what you would have me to do. And sometimes it's just two words, two words that he'll give to you. Only believe. That's about all he's asking out of us is just believe me. Just trust me that I will never leave you and I'll never forsake you. He said here, I'll go, I go to prepare a place for you. In a world that very often, as I said, is mean and abusive and hateful and harmful and ugly, especially to the women. To all the women because, you know, they're a little bit of a weaker vessel. And easy to take advantage of. But the Lord said, and you saw and, re and read with me in Revelation chapter 12, how that, that great red dragon, that system, that whole system that was fighting and against, coming after, and he's mad at the church. He don't care about anybody. He's got everybody else. It's the church he wants. It's that woman. He wants that. He wants to destroy that. But the Bible said that the Spirit provided a place for the woman. I'm telling you, you've got a place in God. You've got a place. Ladies, you've got a place in the church. And I'm going to tell you what. I don't know, I don't know what kind of spell or look Nicole put on Patrick, but she sure got him. He told about it a little bit tonight, and my wife and I were there every step of the way. And uh, I told him the other night with some people there. I, I guess we were, I think we were at Cheesecake, and we were had some guests from Chicago, so we wanted to take them out before they left. And and so um, at that long table, there was about eighteen of us, and I. I said, the law came by Moses, and grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. I said, but for you, Nicole came by senior pastor. <laughs> he said, thank you, thank you, senior pastor. You better thank me. <laughs> Amen. Well, I'm saying that our God has prepared a place for you ladies and for everybody, but I'm going to help you ladies tonight because there's a tendency 
for the ladies to be picked on. There's a walk behind, and every time there's a standard, it's always about the ladies, and you know, a lot of picking on the ladies and all this kind of stuff. And uh, you know, oh, I love this one um, uh, about being the the head of the house, head of the family. Throw your feet up and fix my dinner, woman. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But you know what? Mary was a good example to you ladies, too, because she put some kind of whooping on Jesus, evidently. And I read one place, and I can show it to you. said, thine eyes have overcome me. Oh, man, I don't know what kind of look Mary gave Jesus that day. But, friend, it melted his heart. <laughs> and he, you know, he tried to play it macho. What have I got to do with thee, woman? When all the while he knew good and well, he was going to take care of it. He knew it before the foundation of the world. Yeah, I got this. Don't worry about it, Mom. I'm going to take care of it. Yeah. I'm going to tell you. And I, I don't want to take the time right now because it's coming straight up to 9 o'clock. But, but they... Uh, there are many examples I give you in the Bible where Jesus Christ helped women that were in, in situations where they, they had no help, they had no support, they, they couldn't do anything. And uh, they were in a very behind-the-eight-ball situation, and the Lord took care of it. You know? I've read where it said, you see the end of the Lord, how pitiful he is. Well, you don't forget to be pitiful too. You just, just show the Lord how pitiful you can be about a thing. He's not going to, a broken and a contrite heart, he will not refuse. You come to the Lord and you be real pitiful about it. and You... Present yourself in a humble manner. I told the church Sunday morning, I said, you know, they're always talking about, break it on down. I said, how about, humble on down. Humble on down. I'm not interested in doing things the way the world does it. I want to do the way the church does it. I want to do it the way the church does it. Let me humble on down. Let me see. I, I read about a guy that, he was sitting at a table. He was um, he's actually an actor, very, from what I've read in the newspapers, very accomplished actor. And uh, at one time, he was a drug addict. And they, I guess years and time and people who cared about him, they got him out of that, away from that lifestyle. And he was sitting at a table in a very nice restaurant, and a woman came up to him, actually a woman whose life he had saved, he had, a, he had a, a beautiful white, I'm closing now. He had a beautiful white suit on. It was described in the article I read. Actually, the article was in Reader's Digest. And how that uh, this woman, she's a grandmother. And I don't know, she, they had some kind of celebration somewhere. And she got up to do something and there was a sharp edge somewhere. And it cut her leg. And it cut an artery in her leg. And uh, 
he immediately got up. He saw what happened. He got up. He took his coat off, snow white now. Beautiful. They, they described it as the most beautiful white suit they'd ever seen. He took it off, and he wrapped her bloody leg in his coat and made a tourniquet out of it to stench, to stop that blood from flowing so she didn't bleed to death. In the meantime, her, her granddaughter had called, who was a grown woman. You know, she's 21. This woman is, you know, up there in her 60s. She's a grandmother. Granddaughter calls 911. They get there with the ambulance. They get her loaded up out the door. That was the end of it. And this girl... She had to go with the grandmother in the ambulance and everything. You know, it was a life-threatening situation. She never got to properly thank the man. And uh, so years later, she's in a restaurant, and there he is. And she was a very shy person. She was not an outspoken person. But she said, I don't care who's in this place. She said, I'm, I'm going to go up and speak to him. Now, you know a celebrity like that. Everybody wants to talk to him. Everybody you know, wants to get their autograph. You heard about the actor that was trying to use the men's room, and some guy came up to him and said, can I have your autograph? He said, I'm trying to pee. <laughs> People can be rude, you know. <laughs> and so, I mean, that's a force of nature there. And so I'm saying this girl, young woman, she goes up to his table. And she says, I I'm sure you don't remember me. She said, but I just wanted to thank you. And she went through the history of what had taken place and what he had done. And he stood up and he took her by the hand and he said, I can't tell you how much I needed to hear that right now. Right now. You know, one old sister in the church, let's stand together. One old, assist me in quitting. <laughs> One old sister in the church when I first, we first came in. Old Sister Powell was her name. And uh, in testimony, she was struggling for a minute as to what to say when she was asked by the pastor, my pastor, Brother W.H. Dunn, to stand and um, say something. And she struggled for a little bit, and finally she said, you know, she said, it's just nice to be nice. Just nice to be nice. We, we are the church. We are that struggling woman. We've got a devil on our trail. He's in our face. He don't need anybody else. He needs us. He's a hunter, and he's got that, that gun and that scope. And, brother, he's looking... In them crosshairs, he's a sniper. He's out to get you. But I'm trying to tell you, there's times when you may feel very weak. I told my wife one time, I said, I can't stand up to this situation. I don't have what it takes. I'm just outclassed. But you know what? My God fights for his church. And when I'm weak, brother, he's, he shows his strength. You try to do it on your own. You try to be all that. You try to throw your feet up and throw your voice around. 
People can get so unreasonable. <laughs> like the wife called the husband to breakfast and sat him down, had everything ready. And he looked at it, and he started grumbling. And she said, honey, what's wrong? She said, I did everything just like you like it. I made both eggs, one sunny side up and one over stepped on hard. He said, yeah. He said, but you, you stepped over hard on the wrong egg. Some people could be so unreasonable. Didn't the writer say somewhere, I believe it's in the book of Romans, deliver me from unreasonable men who have no faith. They have no faith. What do you say we take him at his word? What do you say whatsoever he saith unto us, we do it? Whatsoever, what, what about if we raise our level of cooperation? I'll work with you, Jesus. Man, what did he find coming around? And there was Simon Peter and his brother Andrew. Jesus passing on by. He said, follow me. Two words. Follow me. They were fishing. Hard to get these guys away from the bank when they're fishing. They like to fish. They don't get to do that very much. These guys fished all the time. They were professionals. It was their business. They were making money. And you know, most of the time, when you sound it down, it's all about the money. Could you hit the key of M for money? Money. <laughs> oh, brother. Yes, sir. They dropped their nets. They dropped what they were doing. You want to live for God? You want to, you want to get in a church? You want life to get better? Then you drop what you're doing. And you follow him. He said, I'm, I've, I made a place. I go to prepare a place for you. For you, individual. I prepare a place for you. All the pain you're suffering. All the sorrow you've gone through. All of the misery and things that are upsetting in your life and confusing and mixed up, mumbo-jumbo in your life. Jesus said, I prepare a place for you. I'm down to my last penny. I'll make it. At the, it'll never run dry. I can do it for you. I can do it for you. Oh, yeah. Just believe me. Just follow me. Just whatever I'm saying in my word, do it. Do it. Let me change your heart for the good. Let me change your life. Let it be made anew. Be made anew. You don't have to hide behind all kinds of false things. You know, the mind, it has defenses. And it, it comes up with a lot of things like armor. It makes like armor, and people hide behind that. They hide behind it. 
But you know what? You don't need all that fake, phony, falsehood stuff. You don't need all of that defenses of a mind that, that's been whipped and beaten and had a lot of pain, unhappiness. What you need is just what Mary gave you an example of. You appeal to him. He will not turn you away. He will not turn you away. He will help you. He will help you. It is written, the Lord is my helper. I shall not fear what man shall do unto me. Shall we come and gather in tonight? Just take a few minutes. Probably the longest close. I can be with you. You can make me like you. Wrap me in your arms. Come on, let the Lord wrap you up. Wrap me in your arms. In struggle and difficulty, wrap he made a place for you and for the church. He did that. He did that. Take me to that place, Lord, to that secret place where I can be with you. Oh, yes. You can make me like you. Wrap me in your arms. Wrap me 